Ben, Ben Avery here from the Comic Book Time Machine, just to uh, quickly remind you that these following episodes were actually taken from a larger episode and cut up into more easily indexed, smaller portions. So there are going to be times when I talk about, you know, next in this episode or previously in this episode, because originally these were released as long episodes that covered a single month of the comics. A long time ago, on a spinner rack, far, far away. The Comic Book Time Machine presents Marvel's Cosmic Comics, exploring Marvel's licensed sci-fi and fantasy during the Star Wars period. Episode 33, Human Fly, issue number four, cover dated December 1977. So we're talking about Human Fly number four. Rocky Mountain Nightmare. Bill Mantlo is the writer. Lee Elias is the artist. Rod Santiago is the inker. Denise Wall is letterer. George Bell does the colors. And Archie Goodwin is editing. I believe I judged last issue as dumb, but getting my interest, especially with the ending there. Uh, the plot last time was that Human Fly was sent in to rescue Alexandria, a girl with polio from Dr. Martinet, a supervillain. Uh, her father was the guy who sent Human Fly in, a politician named Dreer, who was set up in the issue as a clean-cut, clean-up Washington type of guy. So Human Fly totally walks up a mountain, climbs a mountain, that is, and fights off a robot condor or big giant bird or whatever. And when he finally gets to uh, Mr. Martinet, uh, he finds out that, well, Martinet claims to be Alexandria's father. And I'm wondering to myself, okay, are we looking at a, a My Two Dads type of situation with Paul Reiser and that other guy before Mad About You but after Aliens? Or is it a lie? Did, did one did, Is Dreer lying or is Martinet lying? Is Martinet crazy? Uh, what's going on here? So this issue picks up almost immediately afterward, and I'm hoping to find my answers, man. I'm hoping to find my answers. Human Fly, he's beaten unconscious, hitting the head with guns. Martinet then calming his daughter down, calls her Angeline instead of Alexandria, which is her mother's name. And the girl says, why are you calling me my mommy's name? Meanwhile, uh, Ms. White, the reporter, and um, Arnie... uh, uh, the human flies agent or PR guy, they visit Dreer in his mansion, but they find that there's armed men, armed guards and tanks, and they aren't there as moral support during Dreer's time of need. No, they are now hostages to ensure that human fly is going to be loyal when human fly returns because human fly might find out some things about Dreer that Dreer doesn't want him to know. Martinet and Dreer are not political enemies they are munitions manufacturers and they are feuding against each other it's basically destro versus destro 
and they're both claiming to be the little girl's father. So um, Arnie expresses outrage, and Dreer has him then beaten down by the butt of a rifle, knocked out. Uh, these two guys, Martinet and Dreer, seem to be two sides of the same coin. I mean, they both have an armed militia. They both order someone to be beat down with guns. Uh yeah, well, anyway, Human Fly escapes, of course he does, and Alexandria sees Martinette react to the escape, and she also sees his costume. I don't know if this is for the first time or not, but she's scared. Not for the reason you'd think, though, because she calls him father, and she's scared that her father is doing something bad that he'll regret. Martinette then sends two panthers after Human Fly. It's not as exciting as I was hoping, but it is still a little bit exciting as they try to jump over or jump at Human Fly in a dark tunnel and he pops on a light on his pimp cane and ducks out of the way as they fly over him and smack their heads right into each other. They're dazed. They're confused. Uh, one runs away, the other one runs at Human Fly, and Human Fly must do something he has never done before. In Human Fly's words, this is it. Tabby's friend has run back into the tunnel, scared off by the light, but luck doesn't come in twos. I'm going to have to fight. Whap! I've never killed another living thing, man or animal, but it's either her or me. I... I'm sorry. He says that as the uh, cat flies out of the end of a tunnel, which I don't know if they were that close to the end of a tunnel, wouldn't there be more light? But anyway, the cat goes flying down and there are tanks coming up. Then he sees that there are these flying platforms and jets and yes, the robot condor things are, are coming out. And so uh, it's full on war. It is full-on war. Kidnapping Alexandria has pushed it from feud into war. Of course, Human Fly jumps into the fray. Martinet goes into battle on this armored platform thing with a gun. It reminds me of something that might have been a G.I. Joe toy, or at least on the G.I. Joe cartoon. The problem is, as he's going into battle to fight against his enemy, and they are now mortal enemies, not just business enemies... He has the girl in her wheelchair on the platform that's going into this battle. Uh, there's a splash page of the chaotic war and human fly course joins in the fray and causes Martinet to actually crash. And all, you know, his daughter is thrown from her chair, nearly killed, but not enough. You know, I mean, she's not, she's not hurt. Turns out that she's not hurt, but, um, she yells at Martinet and Dreer to stop fighting, and he calls them, Father! Stepfather! Help! Human Fly ends up being the one who helps them. The battle stops. Both of these guys are going to jail, which we kind of would imagine that would happen, but it's not said, but there's really no way around it. So we end up with this poor girl who has been kidnapped by her stepfather from her father. It turns out her mother was married to Dreer, the politician. Couldn't take it anymore, so she left Dreer, got married to Martinet, the supervillain. And the money that she brought in from her inheritance, from her own family money, uh, corrupted Martinet. When she died, the, you know, this little girl became a, kind of a pawn in these two men's business 
feud or whatever you want to call it. Um, they also wanted her inheritance, I think. There's some money things involved there. But bottom line is she now has lost both of them because they're stupid. And so maybe she's, I mean, is it, is it better for you to lose two stupid fathers who are willing to go to war and bring her into the middle of the war? Uh, I mean, the politician, he's a weapons manufacturer who is actually ready to go to armed conflict against another weapons manufacturer, but he's running on the clean up Washington type of platform. And then you have, of course, you know, the other guy bringing an actual platform, a flying platform with his daughter on the back. I mean, this is ridiculous. These two men are not smart. So anyway, she's going to get the best health care that money can buy because she has you know, inheritance from her mother or whatever. But she's not getting a happy ending. I mean, she's losing these two men who are really the only family she has that we know of. But there are a couple things going on here that kind of got me thinking. Yeah, I actually was thinking about this and, and amidst the ridiculousness. Of this, first of all, Human Fly and his PR guy are both beaten with guns by weapons manufacturers giving the order. And I, okay, there's something to that. I mean, there's something going on here. And this is, then they go to war against each other. And I can't, can't help wondering. I mean, I mentioned already that, you know, don't trust anyone over 30. This feels almost like it's making, okay. It's obviously making some sort of anti-war statement, but the statement it's making is a little bit deeper than just, you know, war is bad. Fighting is bad. You know, you should be good to each other, that kind of thing, because this is a war waged by these two men. And who's caught in the middle? It's the daughter. This is a war waged by old people, but paid for by the young. And a little bit literally in, in the case of how, you know, they both had money that they were they were getting from from the the woman who who died and i, I don't know i mean it's it's completely stupid that you're going to go to war over your daughter fully intending to kill another army and that other army's leader and you do it bringing your daughter into the middle of the battle yeah that's dumb but at the same time there's just this little nugget of something and it's 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 not quite as thin as you know, the kind of the racial maybe something's being said here, but if it is, it's not being said very well. In this one, it's maybe something a little more natural. It's maybe something a little more that it, it just kind of is a subconscious kind of thing. I don't know. I think I'm already putting a little too much uh, into this, but uh, anyway, in the letters page, there was one interesting letter. This is, these were letters that were responding to issue two, which I thought was completely stupid and no one was saying that. But one thing that did happen was a guy get, is going to get a, a double no prize for writing in because he calls them out on calling human fly America's real life superhero when actually human fly is Canadian, the real guy, the real guy human fly. I mean, this, this is a concept where they are basing this on a real life stunt man that they're putting into then the Marvel universe. I mean, it's basically the same thing as saying, you know, let's do an evil Knievel comic book, but it's set in the Marvel universe or having kiss, uh, be in a comic book, you know, that's 
in the Marvel universe or you know any number of, of things that they've done in the past. That's what this is, is they're taking this guy who actually he had his own secret identity. He didn't let anyone know who he was. People have figured it out since then. But um, at the time, he was just trying to be this masked guy going around doing stunts and giving the money to charity. And then they have this comic book that comes out around him. Uh, so anyway, he was Canadian. And so they they accepted the the call out from the letter writer and promised a double no prize that would come in the mail. So all that said, uh, I was hoping there'd be something more to the mystery that that wrapped me up from last time. Maybe say I want to hear I want to see what's going to happen next. But what I ended up getting was this, you know, ridiculous but standard superhero type of story it's big goofy and stupid but with a little bit of a message that's not completely ridiculous i don't know i don't know what i don't know what's going to happen next uh, something about the inferno the human fly enters an inferno but i don't know i don't know what to expect with issue number five but um whether i want to or not i'm reading it and I'm enjoying myself as I'm reading these things, even when they're bad so far. I haven't read anything that just kind of wasn't fun. At least with issue two, I got to have some fun ragging on it. Issue four, you know what? I'm surprised that there's a little bit of meat there that got me thinking about war and about how war is paid for and about how it's the young who pay for the war, whether it's they're paying for it afterward or they're paying for it with their lives. I mean, that daughter is brought into the battle by this man who is causing her to enter into a conflict she is not at all wanting to be a part of. And I can't help thinking about in the 70s here, is this some sort of statement about the draft? I don't know. Well, honestly, maybe it is me reading a little bit too much into it. So let's move on to our last book and then we'll take a look at the uh, ads and, and other pages like that. Thanks for listening to the Comic Book Time Machine's Marvel's Cosmic Comics feed. You can find more discussion of many, many more comics like Superman and Spider-Man, What Ifs and Elseworlds, The Six Million Dollar Man and Batman, comics seven days old and seven decades old, on our main feed, which you can find on iTunes or at comicbooktimemachine.com. We'd also love it if you join us on Facebook at facebook.com or on Twitter, where we are at Comic Time. Next episode, John Carter, Warlord of Mars number seven, and Ben's Bullpen Bulletin.